Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host, Hayes. If you know if you know why I'm laughing, you've been watching all week. I've been flipping up the name of the shows because I host Chicago Bears Central and Chicago Bulls Central. It's been a tough, tough week now that I'm doing both shows daily. But nonetheless, nailed the intro today. But uh, welcome to another episode. Today's episode, we're going to be kind of bringing everything together that we've been doing over the last two weeks. We've been covered. We covered. 26 draft draft prospects over the last two weeks. Again, some of the most in-depth coverage you'll see on YouTube in regards specifically to how these draft prospects relate to the Chicago Bulls specifically. Um, but we're going to be bringing all that together, and I'm going to be giving my tier list on um, on draft prospects. I'm going to be going uh, players that are outside the Bulls range that could fall or the Bulls, Bulls could move up to, players within the Bulls range and how, and how I think that order and who – uh, they should draft in that order. And then lastly, high upside picks for the Chicago Bulls. You can let me know your tier list as well uh, during the episode. I'd love to hear that from you guys, but we're going to go ahead and jump into that right after the intro. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls hosted by Hayes. All right, Chicago Bulls fans. First off, before we get into the draft tier list, I do want to talk about very briefly the interview that Alice Caruso did with uh, Pat McAfee. And shout out to Alice Caruso, who just he talked about loving to play with Billy Donovan. Um, and, you know, the shout out that the players seem to love Billy Donovan. Us as fans, we have our issues with Billy Donovan, but it seems like the players are all bought bought in when it comes to Billy Donovan. That's from the veterans like a DeMar DeRozan down to the young players like an like a Io DeSumo. So it really does seem that that, Love for him is genuine, not just something that they're playing lip service to, to 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 play politics or anything like that. It really does seem like they legit love their head coach. And hopefully that means that they're going to continue to play hard for him. But we do need to see Billy Donovan, in my opinion, improve that offensive scheme. We know we need to see an improved bench. That's outside of his control. But we do need to see that. But in this interview, he did also talk about Grayson Allen briefly and how he does forgive him for it. But he's not going to forget it, basically, is what I'm paraphrasing. I would like to see a little bit more pettiness on my in my part from Alice Caruso, but shout out to Alice Caruso. This is just a great interview. Talks about the city of Chicago, and that's one of the things that we are hearing, and that I think people need to remember that the city of Chicago is one of the great cities in in the world, not just the United States, in the world. The art uh, culture there, the theater culture. Every, listen, I can wax poetic about the city of Chicago every single day for the rest of my life because that's it's a it's a great city let's not even talk about the the underground music scene both in jazz hip-hop it's it's just some great things going on in the city of chicago and if you're a bulls fan who lives outside of chicago make sure you do make make your way to chicago at some point and actually experience the culture the chicago bulls do have their first annual um uh, summer festival this this september going down september 3rd and 4th I will be in town for that. So if you guys want to link up with me, shoot me uh, shoot me a message because I'm definitely going to be in town for the summer festival. You're going to see some three-on-three basketball go down there. Food. Again, that's another thing. The city of Chicago and the food. Come on. Come on. Like, like the city, come on. Chicago is where it's at. Y'all need to make sure that y'all go to that summer festival. And if you do plan on going, sound off down below so I know who plans on being on that at that summer festival. Well, let's go ahead and get into what we came here to do today. And this is giving my personal draft prospect tier list uh, when it comes to the Chicago Bulls and how things may fall for them. Let me know down below if you agree, disagree. And I also want to hear from your guys' tier list as well. So what I'm starting out here is I'm giving four players that are outside of the Bulls range, 
but who I would love to see on the Chicago Bulls if they can move up or if, as I've been talking about pretty much a lot this week, is that there's going to be a player that drops. Now, how far they drop remains to be seen. But there are going to be uh, players that drop because we're hearing some players that from the G League Ignite, some players who originally uh, thought to go in the 20 range, have moved up to in the lottery, if not very close to it. So it could push one or a couple of these players down into the Bulls range. And so we're starting off with my overall guy. This is the perfect guy in the draft for me to hear to, for the Chicago Bulls to draft. And that is Mark Williams, the center out of Duke. I already talked about he was the first draft prospect that I covered. He has generational talent when it comes to the defensive end of the basketball. And because of that, he's able to come in and he would be able to contribute to the Chicago Bulls right away and pop and more than likely be their long-term starting center once Nikola Vucevic is eventually phased out, whether he comes back on a, on a lower deal, retires, or if this is his last year, a Chicago Bull. Mark Williams brings that defensive talent, the shot blocking, the rebounding, specifically offensive rebounding as well. He's a great offensive rebounding. Putbacks, the pick and roll with um, Mark Williams and Lonzo Ball would be a dangerous, dangerous thing. We saw a pick, a very similar pick and roll in how uh, Derek Jones Jr. was used, um, and Mark Williams would also excel at that. His wingspan, his height, he's just an, a legit center and can be, a, even though he doesn't really project to have a any range on his shot and scoring, but he's a modern-day center in the fact of his switchability. He can switch. Uh, he's going to be probably be able to switch on some guards. He brings a very Joe Kim Noah-like defense just to, to frame it in the, in the mindset of, of Bulls fans and the player that they may know. He can switch on anything from five down to one and stay with him because he uses his length. He's not the fastest player, doesn't have the best lateral quickness. And again, initially his offense in the NBA is going to be probably based on pick and roll and putbacks, but that is perfectly fine. You don't have to call plays for a player like that. He's not a threat to stretch the floor at all. That's why if he does come to the Chicago Bulls, I do think that, you know, he'll definitely be the backup. And that goes without saying he's a rookie. Um, but he's, he's somebody that if if he were to drop to the Chicago Bulls, could play some with Vooch because of his versatility on the defensive end, which is something that Tristan Thompson did not have. And then he can also play next to Patrick Williams, who does project to be our long-term power forward, at least for the considerable future. And so um, that is that it, Mark Williams is would be the perfect pick for the Chicago Bulls here, whether they have to move up to get him or he ends up falling. If that were to happen, the thing is, is I don't see him be getting past Charlotte. Um, Charlotte has that pick at 13 and 15. And I, I and and, you know, I just don't see um, him getting past them unless they do plan. Maybe they have something they're confident in their ability to sign like a um like a Mitchell Robinson or somebody to shore up their big man spot, then maybe they don't go after him. But then that still leaves like the Spurs. It still leaves New York, who may be looking for a replacement for Mitchell Robinson, who does draft at 11. But Mark Williams is number one on my list there as far as probably outside of the Bulls' reign. Second on the list is Jalen Duran. Now, he, almost everything that I said about Mark Williams, you can also apply to Jalen Duran. I think Jalen Duran is the youngest player in the draft as well, so that's probably going to immediately say that he's not going to make it to the Bulls. That type of defensive ability that he has being that young is all is he'll be 19 by the start of the NBA season not even by the draft he's going to be like that is going his his long-term potential is going to be one of the things that keeps him from dropping that low in my opinion but he's definitely up there next one player that I just covered this week as well Malachi Branham now I don't expect if anybody on this list does fall to the Chicago Bulls I think it would be him he's in in a, in a couple of mocks now that he's actually selected to go to the Chicago Bulls but so if anybody falls on this list, I do see it being Malachi Branham from Ohio State, um, shooting guard, small forward, scoring on two out of three levels, right? He doesn't have the best finishing around the rim, but he is creative to get to the cup. So he's basically a three-level scorer, but he needs to learn to finish better with contact. But Malachi Branham, third on that list. Next up, Tari Eason. Come on, man. 6'8", 
Defense, defense, defense. He's he, he again another player that projects to have extremely good defense to be able to guard almost every position on the floor and with that versatility and 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 again he's going to be a player that needs elite point guard help or a point guard to set him up to, for the offensive end to come to him but that defense um that defensive upside and everything he's probably going to be outside the bulls range as well so those are my four players that are probably outside the bulls range but if one of them were to fall i would love to see them go to the chicago bulls next up ready to contribute right now and that are going to be in the Bulls range. And first up, you guys already know, somebody I'm extremely high on, somebody Shea, who's in here a lot, is also high on. That's EJ Liddell, also out of Ohio State. This guy can shoot the ball, put the ball on the floor. He's a solid passer, a shot blocker. Even with not having the best height at 6'7", at his position, he's an amazing shot blocker. He'd be able to come in and do some of those things immediately on the NBA level. And he's somebody that if the Bulls were to select at that 18th pick, is able to slide right in and not really change or disrupt what the Bulls do. Can play that backup forward, backup small forward. And shout out to um, CHGO, the Bulls podcast, who just mentioned too, and something I didn't think about on their last episode, is maybe EJ Liddell's playing small ball five. That's an interesting prospect considering the things he does, rebounding and everything. And that's one of the things that makes EJ Liddell the player that I do think the Bulls will draft because he can come in and immediately be a huge contributor off the Bulls bench. And much like I say with Patrick Williams, he allowed so much flexibility. How else you build out that bench? If you want to go big, you can get a veteran uh, a power forward slash uh, center to pair next to him. He can play like I, what I see the Bulls bench ended up being is a lot of versatile players that play multiple positions. That way you can change up the way you look and they can plug in depending on what type of matchups you make you you want to get and EJ Liddell projects to be that exactly he is one of the players that listen if you walk away from this draft with an EJ Liddell you know that you're getting somebody who's just a damn good basketball player he just goes out there and gets it done he finds a way to get everything done finishing around the rim not the best no real true back to the basket game but again these are things that you can see working again coming in being one of those players that played into his junior season he's going to be ready to contribute right away so in the in the in the range of what's who's going to fall in that Bulls range projectedly, EJ Liddell is number one on my list. Number two on that list is Walker Kessler. He, he can possibly be the best shot blocker in the NBA when it's all said and done. When you look at what he was able to, to do, the, the defensive player of the year as well in NCAA basketball, uh, and, he's, and he's no slouch on offense either. He's a limited offensive player at, at, uh, for sure, but what you're able to get from him, considering we have Lonzo Ball, Iota Sumu, Alex Caruso on this roster, uh, Walker Kessler, what he brings defensively. He is a player that if the Bulls were to draft at that 18 pick, brings exactly everything that we were missing last year. Rim protection, offensive rebounding, defensive rebounding, uh, pick and roll defense as well. Pick and roll offense. He can be really, really good in that pick and roll offense. And he has a little bit of range on that shot, at least extending somewhat out to the mid-range. Now, it's not something that you want to bet on every single day, night in and night out. But it is something that if he gets that shot, he's going to take it and he's probably going to make it. Walker Kessler, again, I think is going to eventually be the best shot blocker in the NBA, and he's just a tough player who gets things done. Next up on this list, Jeremy Sohan. And Jeremy Sohan is a mix between upside for me and the ability to come in and do some things right now. Now, he's not as polished as EJ Liddell or Walker Kessler on either side of the ball, but Jeremy Sohan brings that nice amount of upside like I said before, as far as offensively, he needs to polish off that offensive game a lot. So it's not something that necessarily I think is gonna he's going to be able to come in and be a big-time scorer. He'll probably come in in his rookie year, maybe six to eight points per game coming off that bench, probably more like six to seven. But it, the energy, the activity, he's just a player that goes out there and plays 
hard every day. And when we say we need players with edge, when we say we need players that may be goons, Jeremy Sohan projects to possibly be that. Now, again, some people, and I can understand if somebody says, hey, but we, there's better things there at the 18th pick. And I understand that completely. But Jeremy Sohan definitely projects to be that. And I, and I like him his potential of being on this team. Next up, fourth on this list, that's Jalen Williams as well. Uh, a small forward shooting guard out of Santa Clara. He was a junior as well, 6'6", with a 7'2", wingspan. This is a player that has, he's one of those players that I think you can slide in, who can be somebody off the bench for you, who gives you a little bit of offense and gives you a little bit of defense. And you don't really see a drop-off, right? He's not great at any one thing. That's probably why he's going to fall down, probably even below the Bulls pick. He doesn't have a one great skill, but guess what? He's a ball handler who can score. He's a great secondary ball handler. And when you look at a player coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls, he can he's absolutely can excel in that role with his ability to do other things. And if you do get another veteran big off the bench who needs a some ball handling with him, the way that I look at it is this. He's active in the passing lanes. He's active on the defensive end, even though he's not like anything like a lockdown on ball defender or anything like that. Have Alex Caruso, have Io DeSumo, have Jalen Williams out there, um, whatever you else you do. That's a team that can get you turnovers and easy buckets, and they'll be a fun team to watch in transition coming off that bench. And the thing with Jalen Williams as well is that having DeMar DeRozan here, if he's able to take Jalen Williams under his wing like he does some of the other players, you can absolutely see Jalen Williams maybe sliding in at that starting uh, small forward position once DeMar DeRozan is gone. Now, I know some people want to see Patrick Williams slide back to that. I don't mind Patrick Williams as the starting forward, depending on how else you make this team out. But with that being said, Jalen Williams, legit size with that 6'6", that 7'2 wingspan. Now, he's not as good of a rebounder as I would like to see from him. But again, he's number four on this list. Go and watch my video if you want to see a full breakdown on him. Now, next tier, I have three players here that are extremely high upside. First on that list is Nikola Jovic, period. Nikola Jovic could very well end up being the still of this draft. And by that, I mean, he could end up being the best player in this draft, or at least in the top three best players in this draft, and somebody that teams in the lottery. Every team that passes on him may very well regret it when his career is all said and done. If he's able to, to maximize that untapped potential, it's the, the sky's the limit for him. Yes, he gets those comparisons to Nikola uh, uh, Jovic. Um, I'm sorry, Jokic. His names are so similar. He gets the comparisons to Nikola Jovic, and rightfully so, because um, it's very similar. Now he does need to fill out that frame some, but his ability to put the ball on the floor, his ability to rebound, the toughness he plays with, the shooting range that he gets with as well. He's not the quickest player at all. At all. I would probably say, though, he's a little bit quicker with his feet than what Jokic was um, at this age. But again, we'll see how that goes once he adds on that NBA weight and things like that. Um, again, a player that I look at and I say, hey, if the Bulls were to pick him, he's not somebody that can contribute right now, I think. High level, he's probably going to spend a season or so in the G League. And again, the question that remains with him of why he didn't get in that middle tier of surefire picks for the Bulls, because he's going to be there around the 18th pick. Why I didn't put him in that surefire list there is just because do we not already have that in Marco Simonovic? What is the long-term plan with Marco Simonovic? We don't have that answer, so it's hard for me to say. But maybe, maybe it ends up being Nikola Jokic and Marco Simonovic as the starting four and five at some point on this team. Or maybe one's the backup. Who knows? But Nikola Jovic is definitely a player with, when considering high upside, just pure upside, he's very much so at the top of the list. Next up is Jalen Williams, the other Jalen Williams. Uh, this guy is, again, comps to Bobby Portis all day. 
He's somebody who comes in and you can see putting it together offensively, doing enough defensively, and just being an energy guy, just doing a little bit of everything on the floor. The reason why he didn't make it into one of the other tiers for me is that neither side of his game is as polished as I would like to see to put him in the other tiers. But Jalen Williams brings everything that you would want from a bench player initially in the NBA, and he may very well. Those, Like I said, those Bobby Porter's comps are legit because he's somebody who you could start in some stretches when you need it, but it definitely is going to always contribute to the team and make that team better and bring that energy, right? Bring that energy, bring that athleticism, bring the shot blocking. He's going to bring those things. So as far as high upside picks, Jalen Williams is definitely on that list for me. And the last player that we're going to talk about today is Osman Jane. Now, this is a player, huge upside. His comps are Nikola Vucevic and Cat, and Cat, right? Carl Anthony Towns. Those are his comps. And again, if you want to bring in a player that, that could possibly end up being exactly what Vooch is, but younger and you can develop in and maybe work some of those other things out and work on defensively, Osman Jang is definitely one of those players. Now, he's projected to go more so towards the second round, so it would be a huge reach for the Bulls to really draft him at 18. But as we know, if... AK and Eversley believe that you're going to have, whether it's they believe in your potential, whether it's they believe in that you can help this team right now. If they have belief in you, they don't give a damn about, about position. And the Bulls could also possibly make a trade on draft day. So Osman uh, Zhang is definitely my player, the last player that I want to talk about in that high upside list. And that's it for me for today, guys. Let me know who and what your tier list is. You can have completely different tiers. You can just tell me your overall prospects. Let me hear from you. But I figured this was a great way to close out the week as well as close out the draft coverage that we've been doing. Doesn't mean that I may not throw in a couple of other players in there over next week leading into the draft, especially if we hear that the Bulls work out certain players. I may also cover some more prospects, but for the most part, 26 prospects in, in 14 days. I'm pretty happy with the coverage that we've had here. Make sure you're also following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and or voicemail, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. Media.